0: y'all it's your boy camo back on the eccentric podcast you know back on back on i have been lacking been slacking off a lot of stuff been going on you know school been crazy life been crazy but you know like i said last episode i said i wanted to get like more discussions discussions and conversation with people on here because you know it usually just be me i know y'all get tired of me and stuff um so i enlisted some help i got got keisha on welcome to the eccentric podcast keisha all right, and I enlisted Keisha because, um, you know, like I said before, my major government international politics, and you know, this a lot of politics, political stuff going on in the country, and you know, I want to make sure I got somebody on who knew what they was talking about, and so yeah, I want I wanted to welcome Keisha on, and so let's jump right in. So actually, last week I went to my first ever political rally. Uh, Andrew Yang came to came to Mason. Uh, for those who don't know, Andrew Yang, he's uh. He's, like, real progressive. He He's not from politics. Like, one of the main things that I liked about him was, like, he he had, like, a lot of support from, like, everybody. And the people at his rally was, was people of all different colors. It was black people, Asians, Middle Eastern people, white people. And I think I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to focus on in, like, the, the upcoming election. Because it's, like, yeah, we had Trump in office for, what, these past four years. And... You know, he, he's done none but divide the country, so I think I definitely believe that our next president our next needs to be somebody that is able to to unite the people. And from what I saw from Andrew Yang, I mean, I didn't go in as, like, a, a big Andrew Yang person. I mean, I had heard some of the things he wanted to do. One of the, the biggest thing that's on his campaign thing is he wants to do this thing called the UBI, which is basically everybody would get $1,000 a month um, with his new plan. And... And the goal is to is to help is to help make sure that that people are able to like have some form of money and not not just living paycheck to paycheck. So he believes that if if people were to be able to get this thousand dollars a month, that would be able to change the course of a lot of people's lives. Cause I mean you know shit. If I had an extra thousand dollars a month, I know I would be better off than I am right now. And and so that's what that's one of his things. Um, that's a pro- and that's also another problem that I see with with a lot of the Democratic candidates is that like um. They all got like different plans. Like, okay, Kamala Harris wants to do this. Bernie Sanders wants to get rid of student loan debt, make college free. Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren wants to wants to get rid of student loan debt also. And I mean my my thing is that's gonna that's gonna be hard come election time because all these people they have all the Democrats have these different policies. Like they all they all wanna wanna enact their own policies and they have their they have their supporters and their followers but i think by the time the actual election comes around it's going to be hard for the people to unite around around one candidate because because all of them have such drastic plans and and different different plans for what the country is going towards i feel like the democrats will will definitely probably win the election because everybody's just like yo fuck trump but like once they once they get that support i mean the thing is will they get that support once they get to office or once it gets down to the primaries where it's where it's one Democratic candidate versus Trump. I don't know that, that that's one of the biggest things. Um I don't know, Keith you got anything to say? I mean, do you what do you think about like the direction in which the country's heading after Trump's presidency and stuff?
1: So as you said before, um I've never really done my research or anything on Andrew Yang, but what from from what you said it sounds pretty good. Um I feel just because Andrew Yang is not the average white American candidate, um, he may pull a couple more people than you would typically see. I feel though, I feel as though not knowing just from speculating, I feel like he would have policies that benefit foreign policies, um, foreign aid, helping other countries, which will actually get a lot of people in America because that's a topic of discussion that's coming to rise. Um, I feel as though the rest of the candidates. As for like Bernie Sanders, um, I just feel that he's too promising in a way. It's like he just wants to say things or believes that he can change things that have been systematically destructive for the past couple years. Um, I just feel as though he's making too good of promises. For example, um, you know, like abolishing or not abolishing, but taking away like marijuana charges or stuff that would pertain to black people specifically. I feel as though they're just too promising in a way, or like taking away student loan debt. Um, This country is in debt greatly. I feel as though some of his promises are just stuff that we can't do right now. Yeah,
0: like pipe dreams and stuff.
1: Yeah, like um, the real question is that I think is will Donald Trump lose? I feel as though he represents, he's from America. You know, he represents the, the racist, systematically oppressive America. Um, I feel as though he's the spokesperson that, like, a lot of white people feel the way that he feels, but he's the only one that's able to go out there and say what he wants. Yeah,
0: he gave them that voice.
1: Yeah, so the real question is, will Donald Trump win?
0: I really hope not, because, I don't know, last time, they they voted against Trump, and also, like, people was writing in, like, Bernie Sanders. People was, like, when Bernie wasn't even one of the candidates, it was between Hillary and Trump. And people was writing shit like, like Lil' Uzi and, and Harambe and it's like I don't think people realize like what the consequences of, of that was. Well now they know because Trump actually got elected and people's writing in all this bullshit to to try and take away from, from Trump's vote but but in doing that they also took away from Hillary's vote which led to us getting Trump's people need to realise like when they go to vote like this is like this is this is important. Like this is is gonna shape like the the history of our country, especially now. Yeah. Especially trying to get out of the, the dark ages of trump, I feel like like people need to take that a lot more seriously mm-hmm. and um so going going back off to what you were saying like with Bernie and stuff keisha you were saying a lot of his a lot of his policies they' like you think that they would be directed towards black people and stuff so mm-hmm. so when so when we talk about black people specifically, especially in this upcoming election, do you feel as though Bernie is a candidate that black people should look to because you know black people we have our own agenda like we want we because especially at at where we're at in a country right now we we have specific policies that we want to be enacted towards us that'll help us. So do you think that Bernie is that candidate for us or do you think this is, or somebody like Cory Booker or Kamala Harris, people who are actually black are who we should look towards?
1: Well, honestly, I could say that a fan favorite right now is probably Joe Biden. Um, A lot of people look at him as a heroic figure being that he was behind Obama and contributed to like a lot of Obama's ideas in a way. I feel as though he does stick with the Obamacare, which was actually one of the best things for black people. Um, it was like the first step into actually getting us the stuff that we deserve, such as health care. Um, if he continues with Obamacare, I feel like it's a little bit too late for that, being that the Trump administration has destroyed completely, pretty much all of it. Um, my own sister, her Medicaid got denied, even though she's a single mother to a two-year-old son. So I feel as though there's a lot, or for example, if my sister was to go to Virginia or go to Maryland or another state, she wouldn't be able to use her, her Medicaid. But I just feel as though Bernie Sanders, he has like the ideal society that we want or a step in the right path in a way. I'm not sure if he's actually gonna come forth and do what he says he's gonna do, but I feel as though he has the best plan Especially being that a lot of young black teens or young adults are on the rise and getting more education rather than years before. You know, they weren't really able to go to school. They had to supply for their, their kids and stuff like that. But I feel like brandy Sanders, he's trying to help the students, trying to help black people, and I feel like this is stepping the right way.
0: And yeah, okay, also going off of that, also a, a big topic that, that's been coming up, um, especially on the Democratic side, is like, um, the issue of of reparations um people are trying to figure out like how that would look or if it's even feasible as a country me personally i feel like because there there are people saying like oh yeah black people should get a check every month because of slavery and me personally i think anybody who believes that is just dreaming because we know damn well them niggas don't even like run welfare checks for niggas so so what makes you think they're gonna just be giving black people a check every month i feel like reparations that's going to be a thing i feel like it needs to be like policies that are, that are put in place like you know um not necessarily even just black people getting scholarships all the time but there needs maybe like black people get a lower interest rate on their on their student loans maybe they get maybe they get marijuana convictions expunged something like that like so so what are some of the what are some of the big policies that you think are that are important to black people especially in this upcoming election Keisha? so i feel as
1: though for one black people need more health insurance um, you know, we're being affected with diseases left and right. Our bodies are not so used to uh, For example, we have a lot of pollution going around. Um, there's more diseases coming out. For example, there's a new strain of HIV. So I just feel as though healthcare should be the first and foremost thing that should be provided to black people. On top of that, since we are rising in education, um, if slavery reparations were to come, I feel as though the best way would be scholarships or at least make it more a little bit competitive so that we're not you know it's not too much put into it I feel as though you could spread it out a little bit so say if you have a family of four and a black family the mother and the father should get health insurance for their whole family and the kids could get like you know scholarships depending on where they want to go to college or they could compete for the scholarships at their college the next thing on my list besides health insurance I would just say you know better in the The judicial system, (laughs) better, like... Like
0: criminal
1: justice system. Yeah, criminal justice. I would say we get more sponsoring and more money for better lawyers. um, Actually, not just abandoning cases and just claiming somebody to be guilty when they're obviously innocent. For example, Rodney Reed, I feel like Yeah, that's
0: been a big thing that's been coming up
1: recently. I feel like there's a lot of discussion behind that that's not being talked about. So I feel like better criminal justice systems...
0: Like that yeah going off Rodney Reed I don't even see how it's possible for some for a man to be held in jail that long with no no proper evidence or or none of the, or none of that like to me this this is very similar to like the, um Central Park five case that we saw and when they see us for those who for those who've seen it if you haven't seen it, please go check that out especially as a black person because you need to just realize like how how much the system is out to get us so yeah and and also I think I think another thing that needs to be a big point is. Criminal justice reform period like like just the prison system. I mean you got you got dudes in there working this hard ass labor and stuff and they get what 20 cents an hour. I mean I, I, under, I understand that they that they did the, that they're serving time for a crime and like technically they maybe they're not supposed to be working but but you can't exploit human beings at the end of the day. Like and and also just even going off of that just like the condition that they have the prisons in the way the officers abuse their power and and i mean and just even the, going back to to the things that they're in jail for i mean you got black people in there who have been in, who have been in jail since since what the 80s for like crack and shit but now it's like now you got like stuff like the opioid epidemic and stuff and but now it's like they don't want to they're they're not criminalizing it the same way they criminalized crack when it was in the 80s now it's like now with the opioid just like oh let's let's please get these let's get these people help it's a it's a tragedy what's going on in their country uh, they just need rehab and stuff but it's like when it was us when it was us, it's like, okay, let's let's just put these let's just put these niggas in prison, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I definitely think that that needs to be addressed in um in the next election, and that's actually another reason why a lot of people don't like um Kamala Harris because cause she was one of the for those who don't know she was she was a part of the um like 1984 crime bill or something that that like basically made this made the sentencing even harsher for crimes like this specifically like related to crack and stuff and. And so that that's been a big thing that, that people have been bringing up against her in in the election, because they're like, okay, how can you say like you're an advocate for Black people, you're a Black woman, but you were such an instrumental part in bringing the com, kind of the community to where it is today by by playing a part in the passing of this bill, help out Black people, like I just said. But then it's like, but then you got pictures of in, like the '60s at these civil rights movements and stuff like and for the people like you know what i'm saying and, and so i feel like that that's going to kind of be like a, a big divide especially amongst amongst black people cuz like there are people who want to see a black woman in power and or even just a woman in general but also they they want to they want there to be people that like uh, that actually have their concerns at heart and like people who who have proven it yeah okay just cuz cause, just cause you black don't always make you an advocate as we can as we've seen like time and time again like especially with this shit with like Kanye the nigga um Clarence Thomas, who's in who's in the Supreme Court, like, and I feel like she's using that to her advantage, like, I mean, she's even been, like, I've seen interviews and stuff where it's like, um, they ask her what her favorite music is, she's saying shit like, um, she's saying it's a bullshit, like, oh, hip-hop or I love, um, I love I love all of Bob Marley's, like, songs and shit, and it's like, like, some some of that, me personally, I just don't, I don't feel like that's authentic. Like, it just feels like it's kind of forced, and, and I, want, I want it to be somebody that's that's natural that that can just that can just get to the people cuz you know we we need that we need that voice to look towards cuz you know when we had when we had president obama in power he united the people like he he had everybody behind him and and he was that he was that beacon of hope for for black people too you think like okay if this black man can really could really achieve the highest power in the land it's like okay then i can do anything i know i know especially for me cuz you know seeing seeing that like his, his big thing was hope and then to see where the country has gone after that like towards Trump and like pretty much anti everything that that president Obama stood for it's kind of like damn wh- like like what was the point of it you know what i'm saying like i mean of course of course like symbolically it was a big thing but but then niggas just elected Trump to just cancel out everything that he did so i don't know it, it's kind of it's kind of sad to see but that's what gives me hope for this next election cuz it's like okay people brought in Trump to cancel out Obama so now it's like, okay, who's gonna who's gonna be that person that will that will erase all the shit that Trump has done, and so that's that's why it gives me hope. It's like, okay, maybe maybe somebody like Andrew Yang, who's also who's also not like progressive, or I mean, who is progressive, but he's not a pol he's not a seasoned politician, just somebody that that cares about the American people. I feel like that like somebody like that needs to come into office because it's like Trump is such like a far right person, or he's he enabled the far right. I feel like this might be the time where the country goes like in more of a left direction like maybe not necessarily towards socialism but you know more more like democratic so- socialism or like social democracy because that's that's kind of what um the stuff that bernie stands for because you know that, that a lot of people are like okay bernie is a socialist i can't i can't vote for him but like if you actually like sit and read his policies like it's more along the lines of social democracy which is like making reforms in the capitalist system that we have and making it to where it, like government is gonna help people out to to become a a more a more progressive country, which is what we need because right now we're we're looked at as a racist country. People all across the world are looking at us like, okay, I thought y'all was supposed to be the the leaders or the people that we could look to as a sign of hope, but like y'all let this jackass into office, like how you know, and, and also I feel like pres- Trump's presidency is gonna be looked at as as like such a stain on the country. I don't know, you got anything like it's like how you think his presidency gonna look during history like down the line in history
1: i feel as though a lot is going to be hidden from like the textbooks mainly like his dialogue and his narrative pertaining to other races um you know this is a a very capitalist society so they do praise the businesses which he has done a lot for the businesses so i feel like in the history to come we're going to learn about donald trump he's going to be you know america's hero um Like I said before, he speaks to the side of America that's always been here, the racist side. Um, I feel as though he will be one of those presidents that go down and look great in history, even though the people that lived through it, you know, we actually know what he was about and what his followers were about. But I feel as though the generations to come, you know, for example, when we were growing up in school, when we were taught about Black history, we viewed Martin Luther King Jr. as the nonviolent one, the good one, and then Malcolm X was viewed as the violent one. Um, turns out, My- Malcolm X wasn't even violent. So I feel as though generations to come, they're not gonna really learn what his impact really was and how it was really viewed. I feel like history is gonna be distraught in just what the white man wants everyone to hear.
0: That's another thing. Is like even with like a. Lot- things that are that are looked back at on in history is like you're never told the full story like it i, I know especially like growing up i just heard like okay um slavery was like oh, they never like you you ain't hear about stuff like the middle passage or like the just how brutal like some of the stuff was until like you actually like do your own research and it's crazy that like there's there's a generation of kids who are like, they're gonna be taught like okay trump would trump was was this like guy that was good for business and such and such but but they won't talk about like how the discourse that he had in the country, like some of the rhetoric that he that he spilled to the rest of the country that got all these people riled up, like they probably won't won't they probably won't ever mention the, the Charlottesville rallies. And the thing is that the Charlottesville rallies wouldn't have even been a thing if, if he was if he wasn't preaching this ideology. Like you know what I'm saying? Even just like the the whole far right movement has he's inspired like people in other countries. Like if you see in like France, Germany, like countries in 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 Europe and stuff, far right movements like what Trump has started have have become like a big they've become a big thing and even in in brazil the the far right person he ended up being elected president and it's like people remember him for the for the good things that he did if you like to if you believe that he did good which which i mean depending on how you look at it he did some good for for certain people of a certain color but but you know but but for but for us as a community he he didn't do much for us all he did was was make more of us hate him in in my opinion and so i feel like yeah, for us as a people because you know we we might not never get another chance like this to and so the the person who, who comes into office they it has to be somebody the person who's going to win isn't going to win unless they get the black vote because you know we're we're becoming more of a we not of course we're not the majority but we're a very strong percentage of the, of the population and and we a lot of us think very similar like i mean of course you got the the black republican and stuff and and also i mean me personally i don't I've, i kind of feel like i'm more moderate like i've along the moderate lines but i mean like there are people who who hate other black people because they are republican which i feel like isn't shouldn't necessarily be a thing i feel like if you're a black trump supporter yeah fuck them but but it's like okay if, if somebody if somebody is a republican a republican is, is an ideology that's not necessarily like a a lifestyle just like some people just want like less taxes on on their income or or certain or they want government out of government out of everything that that they do like you know, I I feel like that shouldn't be, that shouldn't cause a divide that that it does, amongst Black people. But but back to Democrats and stuff, especially the Black Democrats, a lot a lot of them are gonna think alike in this next election. So they they want to have somebody that they can get behind. And as me and Keisha was talking about earlier, it's gonna be hard to find like who who that person will be, especially because there's so many Democratic candidates to choose from, until until it gets down to the last couple. Like even. People like Cory Booker, like Cory Booker, is a is a black man, but like you know he don't he not the same clout or or uh, energy behind his campaign that like people like Elizabeth Warren and and Bernie Sanders and and Andrew Yang do, and and who and why is that? I mean, just because people don't know like like what he stands for in this Like one of the things he, I mean, he's one of he's been one of the big like reparations advocates, but like, he's never hasn't really come up with like a good detailed plan that could like people just know that, that he's going for reparations you know and, and it's kind of hard because like okay if, if Cory Booker is coming along and he's a, and he's a black man there are, there are a lot of people who are like okay well, well will we ever see a black man in office again and my thing is I mean who knows I don't think it will be no time soon honestly because it's just people had Obama and they they voted directly for Trump after so obviously they don't really care that much I mean I that's that's one of the things like, I feel like a lot of people a lot of Democrats especially like in this election like, they're saying stuff to, to get us but like there are only a few that, that have shown that they are willing to, to help us. That's where the, the divide comes, especially with like black Republicans and stuff. They have policies that, that would help us but nobody wants to listen to that because it's Republicans but they don't actually want to take the time out to listen. Um Keisha you got anything to say about that?
1: Yeah, I feel like you know, parties, Democrat, Republican, I feel like they're more of a hereditary thing, um, more like a gene. You know, your parents were Democrats, your uncle was Democrat, your grandma was Democrat, so you just choose to be Democrat. I feel as though we as blacks, we should do more research. Um, I'm not even going to lie, I didn't do my research as much as I should. I, up until this year, I felt as though since my parents voted Democrat, I should vote Democrat. So I just feel as though we just need to do more research on the people that will be representing us and getting the policies that we need to be handled. Um, like you were saying about Cory Booker, I feel as though he doesn't have the confidence um, enough. You know, he's a black man. He could build off of the Obama, how much Obama wanted to help people. But instead, he's, I feel as though he's not as confident as he should be. Um, you know, I feel as though there's two types of blacks. You got the sellouts and then you got people who are more like Afrocentric. I feel as though the sellouts, um, they hear to the white man. Um, You know, as I said before, this is a capitalist country. So I feel as though the sellouts move towards, you know, the money aspect um, businesses. Um, They may be in business with the white man. So it's certain things that they have to abide by. But then I feel like the more Afrocentric people, which you could show your blackness in many different ways. I feel as though we just accept each other as a people. Once we learn to accept each other as a people, and we all unite, um, like you said before, when Obama was here, that's when the nation was united. Like The black community, we were all united. We all had hope. I feel as though we need somebody. If Booker could gain more confidence in himself and providing policies for the black community, then he could get our votes. But until we have that person to take charge, then we all just have to come together and decide like who will represent the black community the best,
0: and the thing is like a lot of people don't even like if you if you look back at history and like how black people got things done, especially like when it comes to like the civil rights movement and stuff it it happened when we came together like i mean none of the stuff none of the march on Washington would be possible, none of the discrimination put out separate but equal segregation, none of that would happen if if we didn't come together as a people, and like we're like we're very powerful as a people. Like we might not make up the majority of the country, but but like I was talking about earlier, like like we're a very strong percentage of just even we we influence the culture of not even just the country, like the world. Like like black people are are the blueprint. Like people people don't really realize like how much power we have, and that and that's why it's so important for these for these upcoming candidates. That's that's why they're they're trying so hard to get our vote because they know that we rally together for for certain things that we're passionate about. And and also going off of that, I feel like another thing that needs to be addressed in the um in this upcoming election is definitely definitely the relationship between like the black community and and police officers. I feel like some type of policy needs to be put in place to hold officers accountable, especially like with with all the shootings of unarmed black men. And even like like just just a couple Couple weeks ago, Atiana Jefferson, or something, she mm. she was shot. She was shot in her house by a by a police officer who literally just said, "Show me your hands." Within one second, and he shot her in her own house, and and that that really makes you scared as a person because you're like, okay, if I can't be safe in my house, like, like I- like yeah, where can I, where can I be safe at? You know what I'm saying? And especially if I'm out on the streets, if they are if they killing me at my house, if I just get pulled over for for some simple traffic shit like my lights is out or some. I shouldn't have to worry about, about me getting shot, but, but my thing is, like, I don't know what policy you—I mean, of course you can try and put in policies that would hold the police more accountable, but the thing is, the police have, like, police unions and stuff that, that are just, like, a group of police officers that are out to make sure that, that the police look good. And so, I mean, I feel like one of the, one of the big steps that, that we can do to go forward as a country is to— To maybe lessen the power that that some of these police unions have because like like the dude like i was talking about atiana jefferson the the officer who who shot who shot her he was charged with murder but he was bailed out within like the next two days because the police union bailed him out if there's this one union that has so much power in this country that that they can do that like they i mean literally the police are the are the law they're law enforcement you know what i'm saying and so the thing is if if they're not really enforcing the laws well like what are what are we supposed to what are we supposed to do, especially especially us as black people? Because, I know me personally, I, I'm kind of scared of the cops. Like, like I said, I don't know if if the slightest movement could be the end the end of my life. While while out here, you got white people charging at cops and they not shot and stuff. So I, I mean, so Keisha, any, you got anything like like any suggestions for for something that needs to be addressed, especially in like the policies between black people and the police?
1: So I feel as the number one thing that we should make it a priority to do is um the police chiefs, you know, they're 60, 70, 80 years old. They were here around Jim Crow laws, segregation. They're still in the systematic racism system that's, you know, projected by America. So until we get them out of here, until we get their old views and their old ways of doing things out of here, then there's not much really we can do. I feel as though the one thing that white America has left is you know, putting terror and fear into our black hearts. And the number one way to do that is through the police system. You know, it's still legal for them, the police, to do what they do. Um, they protect each other, as you can see how he was bailed out so quick. They're like the the one thing that stands united against the black man, the black woman, you know, the black family. Um, they're here to create terror. And we as black people, I mean, it's not our fault at the end of the day, but it's like until we unite, I feel like, the number one thing that got everybody like eyes opening was when they had the protests in Baltimore and like the DMV and they were just, I mean, I know it's not good, but they were just like setting businesses on fire. You know, that's the the one way to hit America, is, you know, burn the one thing they really have. I feel like the times black people really did something and really opened eyes is when we all got united and we went out and we fought on the forefront. Like, I feel like those were the times we really said, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, this is not okay. So I feel like we just really need to get these old police chiefs and like old ways of handling black people and all these things, you know, um, until we get those racist, old racist ways out of it, there's not much really we can do.
0: And it's also it's like, a lot of these police chiefs, like, I don't know what it is, but they just have these preconceived notions of black people that, okay, it's, it's automatically we're a threat like I, I read this article um a couple years ago. It was around the time of the the Ferguson protests. well it was it was talking about the Ferguson protests, and they were talking about Michael Brown and so the officer that actually killed him, Darren Wilson, when he was doing his testimony, one of the things that he said was like, um, he had eyes that um that looked like a demon, and I thought that he was going to come after me like it, I mean it, that's, that''s probably not the exact thing that he said, but it was it was something like that. like he said like he had the eyes of a demon, and so I was scared. And just just hearing that that kind of makes you realize, like you're like, okay, this is so this is how they see us, right? Like, there's this there's this theory in um conflict in conflict theory called um pseudo speciation. It's like where you where you start to see like those who those who are not your group as like like another species, not not even necessarily another species, but like as as the other. Like you just refer to them as the other. And that and I feel like that's kind of what's what's been happening, especially with like when you talk about the police and stuff, because they, they I think they've just been so trained to see us as threats that like even even like when we're like, when we're not unarmed or when when we're not doing anything, like they like they see us as, as some type of like soup like superhuman or something, like even like get out and stuff. You see how they look at us, like they, they look at us as like they want they want us on the outside of us, but they don't really care about like what like what we have to offer on on the inside. And so I feel like I feel like that's that's kind of played a big part in like what has caused like this this like big the big divide in, in police brutality and, and why it's such a such a big issue because like something that needs to be fixed. Like nobody should nobody should have to go through life worried worried like will the police kill me? Like come on, this, this is the police we're talking about. Like these are the people who have taken an oath to to protect and serve, but I have to worry about like, okay, this nigga might kill me if I if I do something. Like that won't that won't necessarily change until like like large scale community action is is enacted. Like I was talking about earlier, whenever we wanted something to change as a black community, in the, in years before it, it was when we came together to to try and enact this change. We was out demonstrating, doing all this. Everybody everybody is a is an activist on social media, but like there when have you seen when was the last time you saw like a large scale protest in the country? Anytime people are protesting, it's because they're protesting something that happened. They're not. People aren't trying to protest stuff before it happens. you know what i'm saying nothing nothing in this country will change until like they see that that it's a that there's dissent in the country and that like people people want to see this change happen like we have the right to protest as that's literally in like our first amendment rights and and like i and like we were talking about it's it's peaceful it, it's, it it doesn't have to be violent i mean there are plenty of if you look throughout like the rest of the world there are a lot of protests going on in the country trying to overthrow. Overthrow regimes oppressive regimes and stuff and they've been successful like yeah, I mean Not not everyone will be successful, but the thing is it's the, like you have to protest this stuff before it gets Before it gets out of hands like everybody like I was talking about everybody on social media want to be Want to be an activist or they want to they want to make suggestions, but don't but no nobody actually want to Want to go out and make the change so I mean I feel like people need to realize that, that we have this right like it's in it's in our bill of rights if you really want to protest, it ain't nothing to organize that show on social media, get you a permit, and go out and protest.
1: Um, As to protesting, I feel as though, for example, if Ronnie Reed gets executed in the I think he has, what, seven or eight days left. I think it's the th- 19th. Yeah, so I feel as though if he does get executed, I feel as though we are, as a country, it's, it's going to be more like the Baltimore protest, but I feel like, I feel like... Black people are going to take that stand. We're going to put our foot down because wherever the protests are or wherever whatever happens, um, I will fly there. I will personally go there and I plan to protest with them because that is just outrageous. Like, I feel as though like we need to unite more as um, Cam said, you know, when we unite, that's when things come to light. We can finally stand together. Um, everybody's on the same page. We get more stuff done and we're just In a way it's us being patriotic. Like I know America views us as very unpatriotic. Um I personally don't stand during the national anthem because I feel like it's just a bunch of bullshit. Like this country has never been for us. Um, for the brave and the free that's in the pledge. Like we weren't free when the when the national anthem came out. Like this song was never for us. So I feel as though black people Protest as much as you can actually get out and do stuff because just saying it and just posting on social media is obviously not getting anything done. So what we need to do is we need to unite together, fight who we have to fight and just prepare for the consequences because it's come to that time. It's another 1965, but it's in 2019. Like we really need to come together so we can get more done.
0: Like, yeah, we definitely need to protest. But also, when is this time to, to vote? We gotta take it serious because this shit is important. Niggas can't be running in Harambe and, and Lil Uzi because we saw we saw what it did last time. And that's another thing. We have all these civil rights advocates who who like literally died for the cause for us to to go vote. Like this is something that that we have to that we can't take for granted. Cause you know like our grand our grandparents wasn't wasn't afforded this. They had that dumbass like grandfather clause back in the day where it's like if your grandfather couldn't vote. You can't vote, like nigga. My grandfather was a slave. Y'all ain't even teach this nigga how to write. So how the fuck will he be able to vote? It's it's just stuff like that. Like people don't people don't realize like like how far we've come. That's the thing. As a community, we've come we've come very far, but I think people don't people don't realize that all the time, and they don't use that as ammunition for like for to move us forward. Because a lot was gone through to get us to where we are today, and, and we can't take that for granted. <laughs> just ending on that note, I would like to thank Keisha for. Featuring herself on the eccentric podcast, you know, and yeah, more content coming soon. You know, uh, this was this one, this one discussion conversation, just talking about the state of America, uh, the upcoming election, black people and how, how we play a role in the country and especially in this upcoming election and more content coming soon. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, we'll talk soon. And thank you, Keisha. Peace. Peace. (laughs)